0: Welcome back to another edition of It's Raining Mets. Uh, Meteorologist Ed Russo in-house today.
1: Yeah, and uh, meteorologist Tom Russo in studio. (laughs) Tom Russo. Russo? Hey, Dad. (laughs) That's great. Uh, I got Ed on my mind. Tom Russell (laughs) here. I'm at the studio. See, I combined Russell in the studio, and I came up with your name. So how about that?
0: I mean, both of our last names are R-U-S-S.
1: Oh, wow. That's pretty close.
0: And then after that, it, it does it diverges big time.
1: We're kind of like brothers from another mother. yeah, Something yes. like that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so uh, good good to chat with you. It feels like it's been a little bit. A lot's happened.
1: Yeah, we, we need to catch up on Ida a little bit. This was uh, a pretty impressive storm, one of the uh, highest rainfall totals at HIA. So it's ironic that it hit just about almost the 10-year anniversary to the day. Of uh, tropical storm Lee, which was uh, just a devastating storm for uh, Central PA. Fortunately, the the setup was different in the fact that um, when Lee came through, we had a lot of rain prior to the actual storm itself, so we were pretty saturated. And then we even had some lingering showers. So overall, Lee brought about a foot of rain. In this case, uh, the uh, storm Ida brought about six to seven inches of rain. Really impressive. Probably third all time behind. Uh, Agnes Lee and now Ida
0: yeah and a lot and and you know within like a six hour to eight hour period there is when a ton of that rain fell
1: yeah it really did that Wednesday into uh, even the Thursday morning so we obviously saw once again some of those areas so vulnerable to the flooding But I think the saving grace was that, as I mentioned, we were dry on either side. We were able to dry right out. If we had had another storm right away or even a day or two later, uh, we could have really been in trouble this time.
0: Yeah, and we also kind of dodged a bullet with the uh, severe weather that developed just to our east that day, too.
1: Cal, uh, you were pointing to the that uh, it turned out to be an EF3 that destroyed the neighborhood in in New Jersey. But then we saw the devastation that happened all the way up into New York as well, which kind of reminded us of Sandy, don't you think?
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, in in a few ways. Um, So definitely kind of a, you know, usually tropical systems too aren't, um, they don't produce strong tornadoes like that. But Ida, at the time it was going overhead, um, was becoming extra tropical. So, and it was developing fronts. And when you get a frontal system moving through, the tornadoes can actually become enhanced around like the warm front. So, you know, hurricanes and cold, hurricanes don't have fronts, they're warm cores. So when you get this extra tropical transition, when it's no longer purely tropical, you get these warm and cold fronts that develop on the system and, you know, tornadoes are enhanced by those fronts and that's, you know, the timing came together just right for those stronger tornadoes to develop in eastern PA. A couple of the ones in eastern PA that day were borderline EF3.
1: Right, they were very close to us. You and I were actually doing coverage of a tornado warning that we had, yeah. uh, but the one closest to us ended up being uh, just over into Chester County, just mm-hmm. over the Lancaster County line, so uh, really close to central PA. But I was just surprised, as you mentioned, the amount, I think there were seven confirmed total between PA and, um, and into New Jersey, and, and all of those very, very strong, very, very devastating.
0: Yeah, and we saw a similar outbreak that I believe was not, it wasn't, Tropical storm related at the end of July, right Where seven right. Touched down in PA in New Jersey. So and if you look at so there's a, a an interesting um, Chart that you can plot online. It's I think it's with the Iowa Mesonet and okay. you can plot basically How many tornado warnings each National Weather Service office throughout the country has issued? So we're under the State College Weather Office over towards Jersey and Philly. It's Mount Holly so they keep Correct. track of all the tornado warnings that they issue for that season and if you look at the entire map of the US, there are is a good chunk of PA and New Jersey real estate that have seen more tornado warnings than some parts of the Great Plains.
1: Wow. Wow. Yeah. And you and I were saying, I remember in an earlier podcast, how quiet up until you know, probably most of June, how quiet severe weather season had been. And boy yeah. did that turn on its head.
0: Right. And you know, a lot of the a lot of these um, Severe weather events have been enhanced enhanced by tropical systems, and that was Fred, and then Ida.
1: Yeah, so, very much so. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, looking forward, we're right at what we call the peak of tropical sea hurricane season, which is generally yeah. September tenth, September eleventh. So, we're right there, and uh, you know, it, it tends to drop off pretty quickly. But I see uh, still a fairly active uh, storm season. And there's one that even the models are picking up on now, by around uh, the 25th, so a little later on this month. And all the ingredients are still there. You still got the very warm waters. You have uh, the, uh, you know, uh, positive environment for these to flourish. And uh, I don't think we're done by any means.
0: Mm-mm. No. So I, you know, unfortunately, it's just you know, as we head into September and even October, this is typically when we see not only our our highest activity, but you know, historically, we've also seen some of our some of our landfalls, which yeah. we've already seen. And you know, one is too many. <laughs> we just had yeah, one with with Ida.
1: I'm a little I'm good with the both severe weather and hurricane season just uh, starting to taper off and quiet right. down. Uh, if you look at it historically, it really drops off in October. So, sure. So maybe we'll get uh, you know a little activity here in September and really see that drop off. Tropically, as we move forward. But we anticipated an active season. We've certainly seen it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you feel uh, terrible for places like Louisiana that just seem to be getting the brunt of it. They had it last year, uh, this year as well. Um, so hopefully things will be a little more quiet. Uh, the other thing to mention is of the, um, what is it, is it four landfalling or three landfalling, Uh, A couple of these did not strengthen prior to landfall, which was a good sign. You know, there's this Mm -hmm. always feeling that, you know, storms are are being enhanced. Um, So hopefully we can keep that trend where they're not all IDAs, uh, that some of these are a little bit on the weaker side. Sure.
0: And, and, you know, and and the other thing we're also watching is, you know, Larry, fortunately, is going to remain a storm for the fish. but. This weekend, really September in general, is a popular time at the beach because, you know, it's the yeah. last really warm month. The water's warm. Um, but, Larry, it's such a, you know, it's been a major hurricane, and its windfield is pretty big where it's producing some pretty big waves along the East Coast. And with Labor Day uh, just occurring, I mean, there's a lot of people that still are down there or plan on sure. going down there. And, you know, once Labor Day hits, uh, a lot of the lifeguards don't necessarily go back. They have a very limited uh lifeguard you know capacity along the beaches so you're dealing with you know a high risk of rip currents because of larry and you're also dealing with some beaches not being guarded for the first time so far this season because now we're post swim season so it's kind of you get those two together and then you know you can get your increased um rescue incidents in september so it's always important to
1: yeah, yeah. And, and you don't have to go far out in the water to be in, in danger, so you got to no. be really careful. But, Ed, the real reason that it's so popular this time of year is the prices drop off dramatically after yeah. Labor Day. <laughs> they do. They do. <laughs> that's, why it's, that's why it's so popular. A lot of people wait until September and October. Less crowds, the prices are cheaper, and uh, as you mentioned, the water's still nice and warm. It is a beautiful time to be at the beach. Oh, yeah,
0: and it's the times where like the air's chilly, but you want to stay in the water because it's like bath water. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I yeah. love
1: that. that's wonderful. Uh, so still lots of tropical season to go. Uh, so we'll keep you posted on that. Let's talk about moving forward here. Uh, you know, we've had these brief little moments that, oh, it's starting to feel like fall. But I see a lot of warm air, especially over the next week to 10 days where we're still well into the 80s. Uh, still lots of humidity, a lot of summertime.
0: Yeah. And, you know, we just kind of had a preview of that yesterday. And of course, those storms came through. So days like that, where it wasn't like the hottest we've been all summer, but it's still what I call very warm.
1: Right. And we see more of those uh, hot, humid days ahead, and that's going to be more of those storms. So it's just interesting how this pattern is really lingering, because I always brag about September. I mean, September is some of the best weather all year long. And Mm -hmm. sometimes when summer hangs on, it feels more like August than it does September.
0: Right. Right, so, uh, you know, I guess when when we call it the dog days of summer?
1: When the does late that August, stuff,
0: yeah. Oh, that's late August. I'm thinking of something else.
1: Well, te- technically, if you want to be a, a real geek here about it, 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 it the uh, dog days of summer coincide with the... Uh, the appearance of Sirius, the Dog Star, in the sky, which is actually late July ah. through mid-August. So I'm sorry to geek out on you, but uh, it's actually an astronomical term. I'm as pretty sure.
0: To- I'm pretty sure that's when the dog days cic- cicadas are loudest.
1: <laughs> dog days of cicada. <laughs> oh really? I'm gonna go with
0: my <laughs> answer.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Always up on the bugs. Always yes,
0: of bugs. course.
1: All right, I here's guess. a bug story for you. Um, you know, you did a couple stories on the spotted lantern flag, and my, uh, my daughter goes to Kutztown University. So when we were there, you know, two years ago when they, they were having a football season and all that, she's a cheerleader, uh, the, you couldn't move without these things landing on you. I mean, they were just swarming. So we went back over uh, Labor Day weekend for you know, football season uh, this time, and there were none. There were none. none. So this is Berks County, Kutztown. Uh, which seems to be the heart of this thing. So how do you account for the fact that they were so pervasive over the last two years and all of a sudden there's none?
0: Well, you know, I, I, I'll tell you that this date, um, the state, uh, I believe the Department of Agriculture has become stricter with how to manage it. Um, so maybe, maybe that is having some positive feedback. You know, it's there's been no real study to prove that definitively, but... They're trying every possible way to prevent the transport of the egg casings. Right. And now you can be fined, especially if you're a commercial trucker, which, you know, they're large flat surfaces which they are prone to lay eggs on. So maybe it's working. And that's a good thing. Uh, we'll see. Yeah, that
1: would be a good thing. I um, keep hearing, though, they, they're migrating. Were you the one telling me all the way into like Indiana or Iowa or something like yeah,
0: that? Yeah, I mean, they are spreading. Um, and I've certainly seen them more this year, but probably because I've learned about them. I mean, I didn't know right. anything about these things, as surprising as that may sound. I didn't know, what, really. I, know, <laughs> I knew what the lanternfly was, but I, I, I didn't know what it looked like because I never, you know, I was, I mean, I was ignorant on it. I didn't, even though it was right. a big story for the past few years, I, I didn't know what it looked like until I did a story sure. on it this year. And now I'm noticing them everywhere. I mean, they're kind of hard to miss because of their color yeah. pattern.
1: They've been really bad. I live north of Hershey, and they've been really bad at the house. So that's why it surprised me when I went east into Berks County and did not encounter them. So that kind of surprised me a little. Yeah,
0: bit. it is patchy, just like the seventeen-year cicadas were. I mean, this depends on where the vegetation they like is, and if you know that's there, then they're going to be there. So.
1: Yeah, awesome. Yeah. Well, it's great to catch up with you, my you friend. You too. And, uh, we got got, like I said, a lot to look forward to weather-wise as we head into uh, the seasonal change. Uh, but take advantage of this weather. It really is some of the best all year long in Central PA.
0: Yeah, sure is. Nice chatting with you, Tom. You are great. listening to It's Raining Mets.